Hello and welcome to this latest Law Behind the Headlines podcast. My name is Richard Burrows and I'm a Principal Associate in Wakeman's National Disease Team. I'm today joined by Graham Dean and Peter Ward, Partner and Legal Director respectively, also in our National Disease Team. Welcome Graham and Peter. Hi Rich. Hi Rich. So um, today's discussion concerns the somewhat alarming press coverage in recent weeks arising from firefighters who attended the Grenfell Tower tragedy back in 2017. The suggestion being that around 12 of these firefighters have now developed terminal cancer, um, which is said to have been attributed to attending the scene of, of, of that tragedy. To just to set a bit of background as to uh, what happened with the, um, the Grenfell Tower tragedy being a number of years ago now, um, in the early hours of the 14th of June 2017, a call was made to London Fire Brigade reporting that fire had broken out in Grenfell Tower in the fourth floor flat. And just over half an hour later, after that call had been made, the flames had managed to reach the, the top of the 24-storey building. So the fire is believed to have been caused by an electrical fault in a refrigerator, and it took almost two days for it to be declared extinguished. Sadly, 72 people died um, as a result of the, the tragedy. Uh, and since then, there's been a public inquiry into the disaster and, 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 and what exactly happened. So the composition of the building is known to have contained asbestos and, and various other toxins. But what's different about these recent articles um, is that it seems to be relating to the, the firefighters themselves and the personal protective equipment that they were wearing, um, rather than necessarily solely the materials that the building was composed of. So the um, recent articles say that, for example, the firefighters, when they first arrived at the scene of the tragedy, they had to wait in a, a smoke-filled basement for six hours before they were actually allowed to enter the building and start uh, the rescue efforts. Uh, and some firefighters are said to have been wearing their safety suits and other personal protective equipment for 10 hours or more at a time. And there's also reports, uh, although there's none of these photographs in the articles, um, but there's reports of photographs of firefighters actually taking their breaks on the grass surrounding the building, um, eating and drinking whilst still wearing the PPE that they'd been into the building uh, wearing. So, um, Research quoted in the articles from the University of Central Lancashire is that firefighters are at least twice as likely to be diagnosed with cancer if they remain wearing their contaminated PPE for more than four hours after attending a fire. And so obviously if they were wearing it for 10 hours, that's, that's more than double that figure, two, two and a half times. So we're looking at exposure here, which has taken place around six years ago. And certainly from an industrial disease perspective, I think that the three of us would are more, you know, more familiar with a greater period of time between exposure and the developing of cancers such as mesothelioma and asbestos-related lung cancer. Uh, and it doesn't appear in the, this instance with Grenfell Tower that these are necessarily respiratory linked cancers and that they're the different types of cancers. So I, I, what, what sort of sprung to my mind was, you know, how exactly would this exposure have caused the injury here? You know, how does exposure actually occur from simply wearing PPE? And um, Pete, have you come across these sorts of cancers before? Yeah, thanks, Rich. Um, so the, the cancers identified appear to either be digestive or, or bloodborne cancers. Um, and as you say, the recent the press coverage uh, alleged uh, that the firefighters have been uh, sort of sitting in soot-covered personal protective equipment, uh, and as you say, while while eating and drinking and, and things like that. Um, so obviously I don't want to speculate too much about the, the causes, as these cases, are, uh, there will uh, undoubtedly be many factors to consider. 
but in the in the same um, Central Lancashire study that you you mentioned, University of Central Lancashire study, uh, they found various substances that that can be harmful in sufficient quantities. Um, so lo- those included uh, polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons, phosphorus flame retardants, uh, benzene, and uh, and isocyanates. So it is possible, uh, at least, that the firefighters could have been exposed to various substances. And if they spent longer than would be usual in their protective gear, that might have increased the risk uh, of exposures. Yeah, that's, um, that's really interesting there, Pete. Thanks. It, it, it certainly shows, doesn't it, how it's not just the inhalation of fumes and smoke, which can cause serious injury here. There's, there's, there's many other ways in which sort of the, 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 the toxic material can be uh, ingested. Uh, I suppose, thankfully, incidents such as Grenfell Tower don't actually occur that frequently. So it's hard really to look at other similar incidents further in the past to actually look at the pattern of claims which has emerged from the same over time. But I suppose one entry in recent history which is similar, albeit on a much greater scale, was the uh, was the terrorist attack on the World Trade Center in 2001. Uh, and obviously that's around you know, 22, coming up to 23 years ago now. So that might give us an idea as to the sort of what types of claims may emerge. Um, Graham, I know that you've looked at this previously. Um, what was sort of the, the, the pattern over in the US? Was the, Were there similar claims to these that, that, that are coming out from Grenfell Tower or, or are they different claims in their entirety? Yeah, thanks, Rich. Um, yeah, I've, I've had a look at this, obviously. I think the first thing to say is we are talking about two separate incidences and obviously we've got to look at each on its facts but obviously the scale of um, the World Trade Center was very different to Grenfell Tower uh, you know obviously if we just look at the the height of the buildings then Grenfell Tower was about 67 meters and uh, the World Trade Trade Center was 386 meters so obviously we are talking at uh, hugely different sized buildings now obviously there were similarities as well uh, in that both are absolute tragedies, but as a result of what happened, then huge amount of materials uh, were released into the general atmosphere. Obviously, most of the materials were construction materials, whatever that be, uh, concrete, various dust, glass, but I think it, it's clear in both um, that asbestos and various other toxins were released into the atmosphere. Uh, obviously, it wasn't just um, uh, the people who or the victims who were on site, it was the uh, first responders, be it the firefighters, the police, and then obviously everybody else in the local area as well. Now, one thing they did say about the World Trade Center was that they thought people up to a mile and a half away from the actual site were at risk. And we are talking about different numbers here, but they put it at about half a million. Um, and obviously they were saying they were exposed. The phrase toxic dust is generally what they used as well. But obviously there are similarities here. So um, the first responders, the firefighters, were on site for, time, for quite a long period of time. They would have stayed in their uh, protective outfits, etc. And as we know well, when you look at back at 9/11, they were in the quite a long period of time before they were able to go and get changed, etc. Uh, following the disaster in the U.S., now the U.S. government did set up a compensation scheme, uh, the Victim Compensation Fund, which is self-explanatory. Uh, and probably more relevant for what we're talking about here, they sent they set up what was called the World Trade Center Health Program. Uh, now, obviously, the people they then monitored the people who did attend on site, uh, and it won't surprise you that the firefighters were one of the risk groups. Um, what they did find is that the most common conditions after that uh, were something that they call World Trade Center cough syndrome, asthma, bronchitis, bronch- uh, rhinitis, things like that as well. 
but increasingly over time, they're now seeing asbestos-related cancers and various other cancers as well. Um, one of the things that I did see is that sort of since that time, they've classified 68 different cancers as possibly being linked uh, or eligible for payment as a result of 9-11. Obviously, this is a scheme that was set up, so we're not talking about direct, that this actually says that causation is established, but it won't surprise you. Um, that is like prostate cancer, breast, thyroid, lung, kidney, colon, skin cancer, melanoma, but obviously the stuff that we're talking about here is there was various uh, lymphomas and leukemias related to lung cancers, etc. cetera. Uh, so obviously, you know, there are similarities there. Now, what they've, they've done over the years that we are now talking 21, 22, even 20, I think it was probably 22, 23 years ago now that we're looking at 9-11. And obviously the, the health programme has been in place for quite a long period of time. So various studies have been done. Um, the most recent study I was able to find was from 2021. And what they did is they uh, monitored the health of the 11,000 people who attended site uh, of the firefighters against 9,000 who didn't. So obviously we're talking like quite large numbers here. Uh, now we can't read too much into it because it was an observational study. Um, so it doesn't actually establish causation. But what that study did find is that those attended the site as against the firefighters who didn't, they were 13% more likely to develop cancer. Um, there had been previous studies before that, one said 25%. Interestingly as well, one of the things they did say is that uh, those who developed cancer, they were on average about four years younger than the uh, those who didn't as well. Now, obviously what we do know is that firefighters in general, uh, the figures for them are higher than the general population. One of the actually one of the interesting things to come out of the study that um, the firefighters they did find that if they developed cancer they were 35 percent more likely to survive and obviously that's one of the benefits of the health screening as it is as well now one of the, one of the main things that they did take from this is says it doesn't establish causation but they were worried by what they call surveillance bias because obviously firefighters are more closely monitored uh, than the general population so obviously it's more likely to be picked up as well uh, and the conclusion basically from the report was that obviously these figures were quite concerning, uh, but basically that further research and modelling is required to establish um, causation, basically. Now, if you compare that to the UK, um, the coroner following Grenfell did say that, that similar type of scheme should be sort of set up in the UK uh, to monitor the health uh, of the victims and also the emergency services. So obviously we're just going to have to watch that space here. Uh, and obviously the inquiry is ongoing and my understanding of that is the report from that is not due to probably till the end of this year at the earliest anyway so uh, sadly these things will only develop over time I'm afraid Rich. Yeah no, that's uh, that's great thanks Graham. I think it, it, it certainly shows the benefits of health screening which I know is something which is, is now being called upon certainly for, for firefighters at least who, who went into Grenfell Tower but as you say there were other people in the tower as well as the emergency services you've got the people that were spent hours um, in there waiting to, to be rescued uh, even the ones that were, were fortunate enough to escape and I think yes causation is certainly going to be something that um, there'll be a lot of attention paid to I mean at the moment these are you know this, this link's been established potentially in, in 12 firefighters but there's said to be you know 1,300 firefighters who actually attended the, the, the tower at, at various points so um, you know it's still very low numbers at the moment and you do wonder um, you know what, what further research is available to establish that it was definitely attending Grenfell Tower which, which caused those 
um, that, that level of cancer. So um, so we'll see. And I, as, as I think as we, we've both touched on and we've all touched on, is that this is something that as we go, as, as it moves on with time, um, we'll, we'll see what sort of um, trends emerge and sort of the volumes of these claims that, that we see. So that's great. Yeah. So essentially uh, one to watch and um, a, a risk which is, is on the horizon. So um, thank you for, for joining us today and for, for listening to this podcast. Uh, and look out for the future for the next in our Law Behind the Headlines series. Thank you.